In the late 1980s, the Jim Henson Company were in talks to merge with the Walt Disney Corporation. Fearing for their own prospects, Henson's foreign distribution arm, Hit Entertainment, bought themselves out and went independent. Their plan was to license existing franchises from either side of the Atlantic for sale to an international audience. But to do this, they needed to find the perfect properties. We are the Deep Geeks, and today we ask one simple question. Where's Wally? Welcome back to Deep Geeks, and this is episode 3, and the first licensed property we're covering, the first of many, Where's Wally? So Emma, this being a licensed property, we should probably talk about the actual licensed property beforehand. Go on then. What do you remember about Where's Wally? Uh, it's a series of books that's been around for fucking yonks, uh, wherein you look at very, very complicated details, images packed to the fucking brim of all sorts of people and uh, objects and you gotta find certain characters, you gotta find this bloke called Wally, he's got a red and white striped shirt on and that, he's got a nice hat and um, yeah, the bugger is the bugger's impossible to find, you can't really you, you can't, it's, it's, it's scientifically proven, the Where's Wally books are impossible and yet, scientifically, th- and yet Martin Hanford, the bastard, came out with about five of them. Seven. Came out with about five of them, <laughs> all of them lying to us about us being able to find Wally. But you oh, can actually find the dirty wizard in some of them. That um, is what I remember about. That's where you remember. Mostly, I remember. I used to, uh, when I was in middle school, I worked in the school library, and. Uh, I mostly associate uh, this with uh, copies of Where's Wally and Magic Eye Books. Ah, Magic Eye Books. Um, never get them somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> never get them. I can't cross my eyes. That's the problem, you see. Uh, so, yeah, um, people were generally either staring at Magic Eye pictures or Where's Wally drawings. Yeah, that sounds about um, right. They're, they're charming enough. They're uh, huge, um, practically board books. They're massive books with big big pictures with lots of little amusing details and and if you hate yourself you can get if you hate yourself you can get the pocket versions which are about the small of a, the size of a gnat's testicle and uh, you won't be able to either you won't be able to find fucking anything you won't you, you, just, you just can't see anything in them. yeah i don't know why they did that in retrospect um well to sell more copies yeah, but it's a bit daft, isn't it? To produce things cheap for... Uh, for no one's going to fucking buy them because you can't see anything on them. I mean, I'm sure The you... entire name of the book is called Where's Wally? Hinting that you're meant to find Wally. You can't fucking see shit in the pocket ones, so what's the point? Well, I suppose you could get... Martin Hanford, you bastard! Lying to us even more. Implying that we can find Wally in these tiny, tiny plastic-covered books sent round from the heavens. 
Well, this went on to a uh, weirdly confrontational vibe. But we should move on to the series itself. Um, so that is 1991's Where's Wally? In 1986, freelance illustrator Martin Hanford approached the small independent publishing company Walker Books about his idea for a whole book made up of crowd scenes. The company's art director liked the idea but suggested that he add in a focal character to each scene to encourage people to more closely examine the illustrations and to tie the book's very tableaus together. Hanford based Wally on the train spotter stereotype. The hobby was mostly associated with anoraks, warm clothing, and bobber hats, as train spotters would spend hours sandling around in British weather. It is from this look that Wally gets his distinctive bulbal hat, stripy jumper, and thick rimmed glasses. The first book, Where's Wally, was published in the UK in 1987, with follow ups Where's Wally Now and Where's Wally The Fantastic Journey published in 1988 and 1989, respectively. In the United States and Canada, the first three books were published by Little Brown and Company under the titles Where's Waldo, Find Waldo Now, and The Great Waldo Search. The series was then licensed for TV by Hit Entertainment. Headquartered in London, Hit Entertainment had been founded as the international distribution arm for the Jim Henson Company, but had recently gained their independence through a management buyout. Whilst they retained the right, Hit Entertainment turned to the now very much established Deke Entertainment for animation duties. Thirteen episodes were produced, each based on a double-page spread from one of the books. It stars Wally and his dog Woff, who travel around the globe with the help of a magical walking stick granted to Wally by the wizard Whitebeard. The cast of characters was expanded and fleshed out, and Wally was given a nemesis, Oddlaw, who constantly planned to steal Wally's walking stick. The show also featured one-minute freezes upon crowd scenes twice per episode which both helped it stay true to the spirit of the books and saved money on the animation budget by reducing the actual running time by two minutes per episode. Where's Wally lasted for one season of 13 episodes, but was cancelled due to low ratings thanks to direct competition from NBC's Saved by the Bell. So yes, where's Wally? Where what? is Wally? There he is. Isn't Wally in... All of our lives, somewhere, we just have to find him. No, I'm pretty sure he's just sitting there, smiling and waving. That is your Wally. So, um, where's Wally? Where I is he? Um, let's Where's not Wally? <laughs> Can you find him? Blimey, uh, okay, um, yet another appearance by Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Cummings, yay! <laughs> Here he is, lads. Um, I would say that of the three series, uh, well, three series, three um, deep cartoons we've seen so far, this is possibly the closest to being good. What do you mean? It is good. Yeah. <laughs> it's genuinely really enjoyable. Um, it's a fun... I'm really quite sad that it got cancelled, to be honest. The... I mean, the, the, the reason it works is because it is so incredibly self-aware that it can get away with doing anything the hell it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> um, mostly dad jokes. Yeah. It's... <laughs> uh, it's... Absolutely love dad constant jokes. Constant puns and dad jokes. Um, I mean, there are. Each episode has a plot. Each episode has the same plot. Basically, uh, you start with um, Wally and Woof in Wally's house, whilst Oddlaw is generally peering, peering in. in through the window, being creepily. a uh, beautifully posh-sounding English villain. 
Oh. Oh, bother. <laughs> I'm going to get that stick if there's anything I can do. Shades of early Alan Rickman. Here's my chance. At which point the wizard Whitebeard turns up, usually thinking that he's in some place other than where yeah. he is. Wizard Whitebeard as voiced by Danny DeVito. Uh, I would say... <laughs> It'd be great more... if... Okay, look, hold on. It's not... I don't... No, I... it's... Oh, God. Dan... It's very much like Dan... It's not actually Dan... Oh, God. Um, the... Please hold while Mark tries to recall celebrities. Uh... Uh, was in Treme. Uh, was in Roseanne. <laughs> no, I'm fucking playing charades here, mate. That's not charades. It's basically uh, it's charades when you give up. That's taboo, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I've never played it. So yeah, the wizard Whitebeard sounds a bit like John Goodman, possibly. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll take it. I'll take that. Um. I think if a reboot happens, then Danny DeVito should voice Wizard Whitebeard. I think that's a close approximation. They've got they've got the same kind of gravelly New Yorker accent to them. That's just like it's not really a New Yorker accent, but it's it's, it's a very weird, dirty. I'll old tell you man exactly accent. what it is. It's generic Canadian trying to do American accent, <laughs> <laughs> which is generally the accent of everyone in Deke shows who isn't doing a trying to be English accent. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, um, turns up and tells Wally to go on a quest and gives him three clues. And, and then he fucks off. And then he fucks off. Into this random land. Um, which are all... They all seem to be pages from the original three books. Mm. Um, so they have basically... I mean, I don't know how much you know about Where's Wally, but there is not a plot. No, there isn't. At which point it just becomes kind of a weird, surreal fantasy adventure, none of which actually matters. Each episode simply becomes essentially a delivery mechanism for dad jokes. Yeah. And it kind of works. It does work pretty much. It's either from Wally, from the characters of the world that they visit, from Oddlaw, or from the narrator, because, yeah, this breaks the fourth wall a lot. Oh, there isn't a fourth wall. Yeah. I mean, It's just kind of being like... They saw the fourth wall, and they just kind of took a big armour to it. Yeah, I mean, the narrator directly converses with Oddlaw. Yeah, and Wally. Occasionally even. Wally, yeah. yeah. I think Wally converses with the narrator more than the narrator converses with Wally, though. Because he more responds to whatever the narrator says. Yeah. Well, Oddlaw and the narrator uh, just insult each other. Yeah, basically. Which it's is... pretty great. And Oz... The... <laughs> I've got to I just like give props to Jim Cummings for the narration because yes, it's some really good. This astonishingly over the top kind of where as well. Yeah, I can't do the voice. Um, but, um, as we mentioned, there's the one minute stills called what are they, what are they called? Wally minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's what where it's just a almost completely silent still shot of this image um, related to the cartoon. You have a minute to find Wally. All you hear is just. And Jim Cummings in the background, in the distant background, just spouting out random things. Where's Wally? Can you find him? I'm not paid enough for this. Like, he did say something along those lines at some point, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Also, be on the lookout for a Chevy. I can't remember where I parked. <laughs> God's sake. 
it's it's gorgeous stuff. It's ridiculous. Although I have to say, maybe CRT definition screens were not the best format for Where's Wally posters. No, no. Though it could actually be the VHS quality of the video, um, which is all that we could find. There are no HD releases uh, of this. Yes, um, unfortunately speaking, this is one of those that's lost who, to the ages. Who did you say uh, owned the rights to it again? Uh, Hit Entertainment Hit has Entertainment. the TV rights. Right. Uh, they're currently owned by Mattel, did I say? Yes, Mattel. Right, okay, Mattel. Mattel, babies, listen to me. You, you, you know me. You know me. I know Eric. You talk to Eric, right? He knows me, right? Tell Eric, right... Petition to release a Blu-ray DVD of all 13 episodes. Yeah. Cheers, lad. I mean, not even all of them were ever released on um, VHS, were yeah, they? no, they weren't. I think um, it was one of those deals where, because they were children's television series, they released two on each uh, on each VHS yeah, that's and that way, missed yeah. out some of them. Yeah, uh, there were four VHS tapes, so yeah. Eight of them. Yes. Well done, lads. Good job. Ten points. So, yeah. Um, the episodes we saw um, all kind of meld in together because they're all the exact same thing in slightly different <laughs> fantastical situations, but with terrible, terrible, brilliantly terrible jokes. See, we saw one where there are underground dragon hunters with the cute, very 90s baby dragon. We saw one where a forest was being cut down by evil knights. Yeah. That there were a couple of was, issues in that. Yeah, that one was oof. possibly not quite the um, the direct issues we had with episodes of um, Inspector Gadget. More, if you read this as this and this as this, this could be very. Like, if you read this in a certain way, then it is kind of an allegory for something else, and and not a good one. No. No, no. But yes, they kind of make a high-pitched war cry. Mm-hmm. And are living in an area that is being deforested. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely implications mm-hmm. there, if you... Tread uh, carefully, tread if carefully. You, if you uh, want to read into it that way, which is a pity, because the uh, the original drawing doesn't have those implications in the least. It's just the slight addition there. Mm. But uh, Waldo... I said Waldo. He's called Wally. He's never been called Waldo. you Wally. Uh, Wally... Where's uh, Wallaby? Basically just bounces through these plots. Literally bounces... Well, not literally bounces, but he's just like... Right, okay. The character of Wally in this cartoon is the happiest man alive. He takes everything in stride. He loves everything. and he, The world's most dangerous thing could be coming up to him to kill him and goes, oh, look at that. That looks interesting. He's basically an oblivious Pollyanna, but with kind of Batman-like preparation. Yeah, kind of. Because, um, I mean, you know how Batman is... One of his powers is that he's basically prepared for absolutely everything. Yeah. Uh, Wally will, during a rock slide, place a tiny pebble in a certain place, at which point everything just piles on that specific spot and... Re- and just reinforces the ceiling again and say, "Ha! I knew reading that book about how to stop a uh, how to stop a uh, a rockfall with one pair, one rock would come in handy." He's possibly the most Gary Sue character you will ever meet in a cartoon. 
but it works because he's not the character you watch for. Yeah. He's just the fodder. Everything else <laughs> is the... It's it's more fun to just imagine the kind of ways that Wally would snuff it in case he bulkers his thought. <laughs> um, a bit I, harsh. Can we can we can we get this cartoon, but with Brain Dead Thirteen style deaths? <laughs> because that would be great. Oh boy, um, that'd be so good. Um, I don't. Yeah, if you just reform it into a game, then it would work just as well. <laughs> And then in the breaks yes. in between the scenes, you can have the Wally, Wally, Wally minutes. I think you've been playing a few too many FMV games. So while Wally moves from plot element to plot element, uh, occasionally shouting out, Luke, there's one of Wizard Whitebeard's clues. Um, he's being chased by the villain Oddlaw, his evil double. <laughs> double. I mean, he's, he's sort of... Uh, I don't want to say this. He's sort of a Waldo Wario. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. And I have to say Waldo for that one because <laughs> the joke wouldn't work anywhere when here as well. Wario. <laughs> I mean, that's just confusing the translation, that is. Um, Yossi and Yoshi. <laughs> but he is perhaps the least effective villain in any cartoon ever. He's the comic relief. He's... Comic relief villainry taken to its... Logical conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in that he is so ineffective that the hero never notices he's there. Yeah. The, Wally is completely unaware of Oddlaw's existence. Wolf occasionally notices him. Oh, yeah. Wolf is a puppy. He's cute. Well, yeah, Wolf is... Uh, Wolf is the, good. Uh, surprisingly competent dog. That can somehow speak some English a bit uh, like yeah, Scooby-Doo. I suspect that depends entirely on whether the uh, whether the uh, scriptwriter has some jokes for to uh, yeah. that use him. I like Wolf. He's just a poppy. Yeah. He's cute. Uh, it wears glasses and a shirt and apparently cologne. Yes. Slightly odd. What kind of fucking person puts a... Cologne on a dog? What the fuck? Stop, animal person. I think you're uh, not uh, considering the possibility that the dog puts the cologne on itself. I mean, who puts the glasses on the dog? Do you think Wally superglued it onto Wop as a joke? <laughs> While it was sleeping. Okay, this is, this, is a, this is becoming a slightly darker reconstruction of Where's Wally. I mean, it already has Brain the Dead 13 deaths. Oh, God. <laughs> Please stop. Eventually, the, the plot will resolve itself somehow, usually by Wally getting to a specific place at the end and uh, a punchline happening. <laughs> uh, after which, all the good pe- good guys and bad guys all decide to be friends instead. <laughs> <laughs> It's very much for the, the, the total resolution of eh. And yeah, not much else happens other than a relentless string of really, really bad jokes. That are good. They're so good. They're really good. Uh, I mean, we're talking puns with just really bad puns on anything and uh, just surrealist it's basically like, is there a pun that can be had with this particular object at this particular time? Yes, put it in. No, in that case, 
add in something random that will be funny and then make puns about that random thing. Yes. Such as Oddlaw getting a bunch of shit uh, landing on him and he's crash he's he's all collapsed in the corner and then he goes oh well at least the car didn't hit me and then a car comes fucking crashing down on him and he gets out of the car and goes at least I was wearing a seatbelt because fucking yes yes that was just that was just brilliant <laughs> just so astonishingly timed and with that that Alan Rittman-esque oh, yeah. voice such a good voice I love Oddlaw's voice so much yeah, yeah get the stick if I don't know how to do yeah. At least I was wearing a seatbelt. He actually refers to himself as a cartoon villain at some point. Yes, he does. Uh, life's hard for a cartoon yes. villain. <laughs> I could have been a dentist, but I chose a cartoon villain or something like that. And it, it, it's, it is, A lot of it is cheesy one-liners, I'll yeah, admit. It's but it's charming, really good cheesy, cheesy one-liners. It's, it's yeah. charming. And I think part of it all comes down to the fact that this show is the most self-aware fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, they knew going in that they didn't have a plot line to go to, so they decided that that wasn't important. What was important was, like the books themselves, lots and lots of little jokes. Yeah. And it works incredibly well. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are plenty of visual jokes, not that you can quite see them on the old VHS rips we managed to get Mm. a hold of, but um, at the start of each episode, you're told to look out for three things, and it... I assume they are things from the crowd scenes from the books, but uh, it's at one point it's well. What I'm saying is that they hide stuff in the art, in the background art as well. Keeping true to the format. Yeah, there's always there's just so many little details hmm. to uh, to pay attention to, and it's nice, especially for a cheesy 1991 cartoon. In conclusion, watch Where's Wally. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's, it's, it's our first genuinely good show is, that we found on Deep Geeks. It, it, and it, it took us three episodes. That's, that's not bad, actually, considering... Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Considering we could Deke's have gone with back catalogue. We could have gone with something much worse. <sighs> so, Emma, now we've got three of these things, I think we should start ranking them. Are you sure? Um. I mean, if, to me, it feels a bit early still, but... Well, we can at the very least establish our base points so that it makes it easier to rank them later. Fair enough. Do we agree, at the very least, that Where's Wally is better than Inspector Gadget is better than Dinosaurs? Yeah. Well, there we are. We've solidly ranked our first. (laughs) Dinosaurs is at the bottom, uh, Inspector Gadget second place, and then you're all fucking Wally at the top. So our new first place champion, Where's Wally? Lovely. I bet he's going to stay there permanently. Um, unless we find something really good. <laughs> I've got the list here. Let me look. Okay. Um, that's not how we operate this. I don't care. I'm looking now, and... Because um, we don't have to no, reveal. No, no, no. No? No. You can't see anything? No. Uh... Where's Wally's going to be staying at the top forever, I think. <laughs> I mean, fucking shame on me. And like two years later or so, after we've finally watched everything, and I'm wrong, right? Shame on me then, and you can fucking laugh in my face all you want about it, but I think you Where's Wally's going to... You don't s- think that Where's Wally will be, be beaten. Yeah, I think some things will come close, but nothing's actually going to beat it at the top spot. I at, shall keep that in mind. At some point, our opinions are going to diverge. I know that for a <laughs> fact. Um. Thanks to nostalgia, mainly. 
Listen, right, so being the animated series is on here, right? I fucking loved that show. <laughs> so that's it for this week's Deep Geeks. Um, you can find us on our new website at mostlykobolds.com and on Twitter at at mostlykobolds. Next week, we swing our arms from side to side. Oh, I'll be now. You got it.